All right, this is your value index algorithm. Five pick. Which week are we in, boys? Week eight. Uh, this is your week eight five pick. We will be picking five games. We'll be picking the Thursday night, two early Sunday, two late Sunday. You know the drill. Uh, it is myself, Bradley B. Key. I'm joined by Can't Miss Mitch and Peter the Irish Guy. And as always, the most famous machine on the planet, the value index algorithm. We're going to be making our picks. And uh, yeah, ready to rock, boys? We have a new home right now. It, it looks like an absolute prison den on camera like this office needs a little bit of help bro these are the tallest ceilings in any prison in america this is a luxurious space we're in mitch's office to be specific here team and uh mitch mitch just got he lives the finer side of life is, yeah, is all mitch, say. calling it a prison it's like saying the type of prison that bernie madoff was sent to after he was sent to jail just fucking palm trees everywhere fucking maids butler service the whole lot this is what Brittany griner's experience right now in russia speaking of did you hear she's being transferred to the penile fucking this is where we are it's like we're broadcasting from there you know what it sounds like it sounds like the fucking cave in uh, the dark night that batman gets thrown and poor bane was grown out of that's where it sounds like Brittany griner to me it uh, sounded like the stranger thing. I was going to say, that's the only experience I've had like visually with a with Russian, Russian prison. prison is I'm sure the, uh, Steven Seagal thing. at one point broke out oh, of guaranteed. a Russian 100%. prison cell. Can I say one thing? Please. Oh. Oh, you know what time it is. That's surge time. You right. surged last week. Can we go over be- yeah, the records from last week yeah. and give people an update? Because Pete is hot again. I stink. And then we added a little widget. I don't know how you did that with money that were up based on all the picks. Okay, describe how this works. So I did it. So here's how it works, right? Oh, wow, you did that? Yeah, I did it. Wow. I didn't do that. So what what we did was we if we added in your profitability for the year in the dollar amount, right? If you have bet every game with the algo, with Brad, with Mitch, or myself, right? So Every game you bet a hundred dollars, the amounts for the seasons for this point, with if you bet with the algo, you'd be up two hundred and thirty dollars. Bet with Brad, you'd be down seven twenty. Yeah. Uh, Mitch is up fifteen sixty. And leader in the clubhouse, I am up seventeen fifty on the year. So if you bet a hundred dollars in every single game, this would be your profit averaging at the odds you're getting on the spread being minus 110. Wait, so what if we did 500 a game? <laughs> yeah, I mean, if we did 500 I mean, a game multiple. times five. I mean, we're up like... We're up a, we're up a million dollars. Yeah. This we're is rich. all yeah, hypothetical, you realize. Uh, right. Well, it's not hypothetical. Right. This is a very real podcast oh, that we course. get very real picks. Okay. Right. And those are very real numbers. Okay. Now, did we actually make $500? No, we did no. that, but I just... I want to pretend. And to give a quick recap on last week, there you go. I went eleven and three. Brad went eight and six. Mitch went six and eight. And the Algo had a seven and seven week up at five hundred or better. That's all we're kind of looking for to make sure on those bad weekends like last weekend. Seven and seven is acceptable. You don't lose money. Let's move on. So that's the record from last week. Should we get into this week? Let's let's dive. I th- I think we should get into this week, and we've got. What I thought might be a, a really good Thursday night, I still it has potential for a really good Thursday night football game. Uh, Baltimore on the road against the Bucks. This line opened up at Bucks laying three. That line is now down to one, one and a half in some books. I don't know here. Are 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 the 
are the Bucks getting disrespected from just being horrible last week? I think it's it's amazing. So the books are are the books are fa- the Tampa Bay are favored. Tampa's favorite by right one, now one one. It's incredible to me that they're favored at the moment. After at they, home, they're they're now own five against the spread in their last five. Four of those games they were double digit favorites. They lost as a double digit favorite outright to Carolina and got absolutely destroyed. Right, I think the worry is starting to get real for Tampa. We're seven games in, so there's big enough sample size, and the offense has been predominantly healthy for the last few weeks, right? The biggest Here's the big worry. They're last in rushing, dead last in the league. They average like 63 yards a game in rushing, so no one thinks they can rush on. The biggest concern is the O-line. They have a fucking young kid. Well, not a young kid, but a guy playing center who's never played center in his life. He's a converted right tackle. Their left guard is a is a rookie. He's really, really struggling. So they have to be able to protect Brady and run the ball with the O-line. If they can't do that, they're going to fucking struggle because everyone's going to drop eight. Here's the other thing. Tampa Bay, Tom Brady faces the least amount of blitzes to, um, compared to any other quarterback in the NFL. You know yeah, why? he's been sitting back there. He's got plenty of time, right. and he well, still can't do anything. Well, it's because they're rushing three or rushing four teams against them. They're still managing to get pressure, and they're able to drop seven and eight and cover all these wide receivers, double three of them, cover the guys, knowing that they can't fucking run the ball. So that's what's really difficult for him. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt thinking that they will figure it out because he always does. So I'm going to take Tampa on this spot. I think it goes along with my Thursday picks. I rarely ever pick the team that tra- has to travel on the road. It's just too short a week to go and prepare for it going on the road. So I'll pick Tampa. To me, the biggest thing with this Tampa Bay team is last year they had such a stout defensive line. They shut down the run. They were a elite defensive unit. And this year, that doesn't seem to be the case. They let... Uh, a couple of nobodies run all over that ass in Carolina last week. Dante Foreman went for 118 yards, 7.9 average. That's a backup running back just running all over your shit. And to me, that's got, like, I don't know what's going on with Brady. Like, his life is seems very much up in the air, and there's a lot of uncertainty going on with his personal life. But if you add in the uncertainty of his defensive life, uh, that brings a lot of anxiety into the, to the equation. And I think that's really the problem is that defensive line has just been getting pushed around. Uh, on the other side of the, the uh, matchup here, Baltimore hasn't been beating the shit out of anybody. It's kind of like business as usual. They limped in and barely beat uh, Cleveland last week. They lost to the Giants the week before. So they're not like killing people by any means. It's, they're not like wowing me. I kind of like Tampa here at home. Uh, it's not it, like... It, how in week two? What do you think this spread would be? Like it would be much higher in favor of Tampa. Like yeah, it'd be six. I don't six, know. Six I think Baltimore. I think this would be probably so? maybe maybe a, a, a three point kind of Could what it opened. It's right. because Baltimore's run game is just trash. Like they, and like all of them are, are basically on the IR at this point. Gus is going to kind of bring up the uh, the running back committee, but I, I like Tampa in the spot. I think that they've got to figure out that defense. This is a tough one for me, and. If you're going to take the short side, you know, based on the money movement, you would obviously take the Ravens here. Mm. And I like what both of you have said. These teams have not been good against the spread. Neither of them have been. So they clearly get too much respect. Baltimore four and three, their record, but they're two, four and one against the spread. And Tampa 
is two and five against the spread. I don't think that Tampa can get it together. I really don't. Baltimore is a much better football team than Mm. Carolina. They're a much better football team than the Steelers. Yeah, they're at home, but Baltimore is a better football team right now. For what I know right now, Mm -hmm. Baltimore is the play. That's what I'm going to go with. 71% of the money, 78% of the tickets, both on Baltimore. So you guys, Mm -hmm. I kind of like that for being a Tampa Bay backer. No question about that. The Algo has Baltimore winning 21 0.02 Point oh two to sixteen point oh five. A lot of value. You are getting almost six points of value, getting a point. Up next, we go. Basically, you're from there. We're we're those early morning games. Is there soccer going on at this point in time? Oh yeah, loads of soccer. Oh, and there's zero chance that you're going to watch this Jacksonville Denver game. No, I'll be watching Premier League. Goldman. Who's playing at that time? Who are they it's, up against? It's the 8 a.m. game on eight. Saturday morning. Yep, Ooh. it'll be 8.30. Yeah, so the, nine, uh, so the nine games. Uh, there's loads of good games, actually. There's Newcastle Villa's a good game. Uh, Brighton-Chelsea's a great game. Leicester-Man City's the early 6.30 game. Loads of good games. Yeah, Leicester. Yeah, I'll be sitting there with, with me young fellow watching the football. So not much line movement here. Um, we're sitting at Jacksonville laying two and a half, which probably feels accurate. Is this the second time that Jacksonville has played in London? No. no. It feels like it, they've been why, playing. They play every year. I think just because they threaten to move to London, so we feel like they play every <laughs> Is that year, what it is? Yeah. That, that probably is a great franchise to move there. Yeah. It, I mean, it, I think it's the perfect fucking franchise Wait, to move to London. they send the stinky teams to London. That's basically how this works, right? No, I mean, now Packers Giants played in London. That's two fucking big time franchises. But the Giants have been stinky in years past, it, and so they always got originally. Yes, it was. Now there's like a fucking game every week in London, so they've gotten past that. I, I was just saying that because I feel like Jacksonville carries the torch for stinky teams in foreign countries. Yeah, I I think Jacksonville going to London would be perfect. Mm. I think the the billionaire owner has wanted to do it and he's being a little sentimental towards the people of Jacksonville if you read there's a there's a piece that he wrote about it and um, that's pretty interesting but anyway getting on to the game interesting game I did the I sent you guys a Twitter post earlier on of the Bronco someone posted that fucking Russell Wilson spent four of the eight hours on the plane stretching and doing fucking lunges down the aisles of the fucking plane. What a weirdo. He's not playing. The, during the right during the flight to London. That, what a madman. Uh, so unless maybe that was a joke, but that was what the tweet was. It didn't seem like a joke. It wasn't from a, it wasn't a meme. That can't be real. The sad I, thing yeah. is that it's plausible because this guy's such a dingleberry. But is he out officially? No, he's probable right okay. now. Oh, yeah. I thought he's yeah, probable. So he's, I think he he's is playing. playing. That's, that's what I mean. Okay. Um, listen, this game is a, Tricky one. Jacksonville have really fucking dis- disappointed us the last few weeks after looking good early. Mm-hmm. They've lost some close games, though. Um, the Broncos' defense is really good. They've kind of played some close games with garbage quarterback play. I'm going to go with the better quarterback here, who the better playing quarterback at the moment here, who is actually Trevor Lawrence. Um, and uh, Doug Peterson, the better coach, 
they can probably run the ball slightly better. Their defenses will be pretty similar. I'll go with Jacksonville here in this spot. Mm. I'm reading the headlines here, and they're all about uh, ready to rock against the Jags, Wilson. Uh, ready to roll. He's he's using a lot of funny terms, but That's it sounds right. like he's going to be, uh, he's ready to uh, get after it. I uh, I like the Jags in this spot, and I can't, I just can't quit them. They're my boys. I, I, cha- I crowned them champions in like week three. Uh, that has since blown up in my face. I don't know, man. I do think that they are coming into form. I think that they just have young team mistakes that they got to p- fucking clean up. And that's just part of the growing process. And I think that that's going to come together. On the other side, I think the Broncos suck. And I think that they cannot get out of their own way. They got a good D and the rest of it is just a total enigma to me. The offensive side of the ball for that franchise. I don't see it getting cleaned up. I don't, I'm not inspired by Russ uh, doing four hours of calisthenics on a private jet. I'm Ryan with the Jags. I'm going to name these three teams and you guys are going to tell me what it represents at 29th in the league, Tampa Bay at 30th in the league is Denver and last in the league, the Steelers. Mm. Any idea? Points per game. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Nailed it. Great one. Makes sense. This is not a good Denver team. And the same thing going back Tampa, their offense thing. The last three games, Denver's averaging 11.3 points a game. Is the Bears thirty second? Uh, Bears actually after last week. Oh yeah, I you know they they, they thousand. Almost. Yeah, they they put a lot. We'll get they, there. Yeah, they definitely did well. Um, obviously on the other side of the ball though, Denver has a great defense, but there's a lot of injuries on that Denver team, and especially on defense. This Jacksonville team, I think, poses a problem. And by the way, there are no slouches on defense. These guys are pretty damn good. Uh, They're top 15, averaging 23.3 points a game, a little higher than what they're averaging for the year. Because by the way, this Jacksonville defense is tied for 10th in points allowed. So this defense is pretty damn good. Mm. Russell Wilson looks beat up. I've got to go with Jacksonville here too. And what we care most about, on this is the machine, but maybe not of way. I mean, you're kind of paying attention to Pete, me, you know, but the algo over the long term, let's see what happens here. Mm-hmm. Jacksonville wins 20.95 to 17.57. That feels right. You're getting almost a point of value on Jacksonville. This is a consensus pick with the entire BDC crew. And the Algo. He which in. Don't you like Denver? No. No, oh, he's on Jacksonville. Oh, my bad. I took a Yeah, bad catch him notes. on that. We got we to gotta go. He has no idea what he's doing sometimes. He's, a, he's drinking that McConaughey's. Yeah, he types, free with, types with one finger. I'm lost in the sauce, boys. <laughs> uh, by the way, 16 and 6 against the spread when you get the BDC fam and the Algo, which is phenomenal percentage. Yeah. Phenomenal. Uh, the Bears go on the road to the Cowboys. Do the Bears actually have something going, or was that just a complete anomaly by Justin Fields? This line opened up at Cowboys laying 10. It's now nine and a half. You've got, listen to this, 69% of the tickets Ooh, nice. on the Bears, 62% of the money coming in on the Cowboys. Cowboys are five and two against the spread. 
Yeah, this is an interesting one. All, all that, all of those tickets, obviously, are just from the Monday night hangover. Uh, people thinking what they saw will happen again, right? And we know in the NFL that does not tend to happen. Um, I, yeah, I think, I think it was an anomaly. I think Justin Fields played the fucking best game he's ever played in his life. He on third and long the whole entire night. He looked like he was about to be fucking ripped to shreds. Somehow he evaded it. And he didn't only evade arms and tackles. He then ran for 25 fucking yards every time. And it was infuriating to watch if you were a fan of the Patriots because it looked like we had him constantly. It's one of those games when your team used to play against Michael Vick or play against Lamar when he's playing well. There's nothing more infuriating than a running quarterback like that. Um. I think the Bears' defense is good. I think they play well. But like I said, it was kind of the perfect night for them. The ball was really wet. It was rainy and misty. So you weren't going to get really accurate quarterback play. So it was, you know, not the slop of the 49ers game week one, but still fit into that kind of Bears type of game that they want. And I think the Patriots... Kind of laid an egg defensively as well. I, I, it worried. Yeah, worried me how many lanes were just wide open. Like I saw a tweet from a, a Patriots fan. I can't remember who it was. I don't know if it was Bill Simmons, but it was somebody that was like, "Are we just not trying?" Because it honestly looked <laughs> at, at different times when Fields would run, there was people just like jogging kind of after him. I'm like, "Are they trying to get him, or are they just letting him go?" I don't understand. So that was pretty infuriating. The, this uh, this line is crazy, though. It's 10 points is bananas that it opened that high. I mean, I know that the Cowboys ended up winning quite comfortably against Detroit, but if they don't fumble at the one and score, that game is 13-10 Detroit in the third quarter. It's a completely different ball game. If you watched it, you know it was a close game. I, lo- I, I got to take the Bears in this spot. It's just mm. too many points. Um, I think this will be a... A lot of running here, not a whole lot of running from both sides. So there'll be fewer possessions than most games, I think. I think there'll be a lot of first downs, a lot of running. But yeah, I'm going to take the Bears. That's what baffles me about the New England game. Belichick knows all they're going to do is run the ball. I mean, Fields only went 13 for 21, 180 yards, like a touch and a pick. Like They weren't going to throw the ball. They were going to have success throwing the ball. They were going to have success running the ball. And usually what that means to me is that the Patriots are going to smoke them because if you have one-dimensional offense... Bill Belichick deals with that. Uh, that was not the case last week. I do think that is the case this week. I think that uh, Micah Parsons just chews these fools up. I don't think they get through the line, and I think Fields got to throw the ball, and I don't think he can. And in that instance, I think Dallas runs away with this. I think Dak gets his, his sea legs, and he just rolls. So I'm riding Dallas. At, is it nine and a half? Yeah, no, I, I, and I like that take, by the way. I, I think you could be spot on, and I think the quickness on the Dallas defense is going to – play an impact here they're very fast i love this defense and dude. that's what dallas hasn't be. had a great defense so long essentially what i would do in this game if you're dallas is you put micah parsons and spy on fucking on fields he's quick enough and that was the, problem. I mean. he's the fastest man alive and even with the spy with new england things are a little moist if you've ever <laughs> run on grass it's it's hard to stop mm. and so i think kind of the way that the defenders were approaching on the angle and the pursuit of the fields. It was easy for him to just, because he really wasn't moving fast. 
He could just make one directional move and then take off, and you had over pursuit, which is what happened a lot. Right, you had that over pursuit. Judon would get through every single time. He was inside his colon. He was moving (laughs) so fast. And he was so close that Fields just had to step one side to the That's left right. or once to the right, and there was no one behind Judon, and it was him gone for a mile. So as well as Judon is playing, and he's our best player in defense by a mile. Might be the best defender yeah, in the he, league. He leads the, le- he leads the league sacks. in sacks. But Justin Fields looked like the kid from Superbad. He looked like the fastest kid alive. <laughs> I mean, that's what he This is like. an elite Dallas team. Dak's second game back. And I think they're going to get it going against mm-hmm. this Bears team. Had the Bears lost in how we expected the Bears to lose yeah. last week in New England, we're probably looking at a 14, 15 point line. I love the value here with the Cowboys. Uh, these This Cowboys defense is letting up 14 points a game, uh, which is pretty on par what they've been letting up all season long. Fields is not even going to come close to what he did last week. And then we'll just go back to talking about how bad the Bears are. Uh, This is not a good football team. So I'm all over the Cowboys. Uh, They're going to roll. And although they struggled last week against Detroit, probably should have barely won that game. I was going to say, you made that point via text, and I was going to say that's spot on. Like It could have easily swung. It just did not. And then, you know, things go your way. It is what it is. The algorithm in a wild shocker, has the Bears winning outright 22.4 to 20.3. You're getting 11.5 points of value on the Bears. Okay. How fucking dare Amazing. you, Algo? By the way, that is extremely high from what we are looking at. The best pick from a value score. That's your highest index. That is. Mitch, what was your, your individual pick you took? Uh, I'm on the boys. I'm going against the algorithm. We and boys. All right. Which now makes me feel terrible, even though I already saw that. But I just, I think, I think the Cowboys still, still roll. Uh, nobody cares about this game, but there is some opportunity. Tennessee. What did you want to say something no, else? No, I was going to say I care. I thought you were going to go to the Washington game next. Oh, but no, I, I care about that game. I don't care about this game. No, go you ahead. care about the Pringles yeah, that right. we've got, that's, which that's I right. also care. I've been like, <laughs> if you hear any munching yeah, in the back, that's, that's me. Like just being a rat going through that entire can. It's the dinging tin can is not the surge. It's the Pringles can that's being yeah, that's, emptied rapidly. That's me. Uh, Tennessee on the road against the Texans. You know, look, this look every game provides an opportunity to make some money. And Houston was a bit of a letdown last week, at least in my opinion. I thought they're... By the way, this is a late game. Sorry. Uh, you weren't wrong. So I'm hopping around. I've just got it on my sheet here. Uh, but the Texans at home, uh, they opened up as a three and a half point home dog. It's now two, one and a half I'm even seeing. So definitely some action coming in uh, on the Texans. But weirdly enough, you've got 68% of the tickets on the Titans, which hmm. kind of might make sense. Yeah, this... Um Listen, I think last week was a great sign for Tennessee fans. I think they came out and did what they needed to do against the Colts. Um, They looked really good. Derrick Henry looked really good. The defense looked good. That game was never close, really. It it was comfortable, it seemed like to me. 
um, in a in a big you know in division rivalry game for them. Listen, the Colts. As much as I give abuse to the Colts, they're sitting at three three and one, so they're not that bad, right? Um, this is another interesting game. I, as you guys know, I have a soft spot for the Texans because I think at the end of the day, they'll cover more often than people give them credit for. Agreed. However, this is not a good spot for them. The line is not a good spot for them. Two points is not enough against this Tennessee team who are just starting to hit their stride a little bit. Vrabel knows how to get these guys playing good, how to get them playing good at the right time. He's been to the playoffs. He's been deep in the playoffs. He's a really good coach. (laughs) Shut up, dogs. Um, They don't agree with me. Uh, Or maybe they do agree with me. But I love Tennessee here. I think Tennessee, similar to last week's game, are ahead two scores. And they pretty much stay ahead two scores all game by handing the ball off constantly to Henry Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and go and play action. And I think that's the that's the recipe. So here's the deal: Houston gave up 143 yards on 20 carries and three touchdowns to Josh Jacobs, and he's not as good as Derrick Henry by four, five, maybe ten million times. I don't know, ten x. Uh, I think it's that simple, man. If you're and you are exhausted after getting your ass just shellacked, like they knew they were going to run the ball, and they got that fucking ball ran right up their throat, and there's nothing they could do about it. And now everybody knows. That's weakness. And now we got the strongest, most dominant back in the last, what, two, three years in Derrick Henry. And I think this is going to get ugly. I think that Tennessee's taking kind of the driver's seat in this division, honestly. Uh, if you would have talked to me in like week two, I thought they were going to be bottom feeders. But shit, everybody's a bottom feeder in this fucking division. Uh, I think Tennessee goes here. I, I agree with you. I'm, I'm uh, against the dog yeah, this time. Before you, Mitch, <clears throat> this is the type of game where I think if the line was six and a half and... I could foresee Texans kicking off, getting a three and out, right? First drive from Titans, getting the ball and scoring. Mm-hmm. And then you go, you're like, wow, I have 13 points to play with. And that's a lot at home. I may be inclined to take Houston. Two just seems crazy. Even if the Texans score and stop and score and go up 10, it's still not enough, I don't think. I will say this. Every time that I feel really comfortable... My team's up, what, what, 12, 13 yeah, with the it, spread? They, they I get my fucking score. ass smoked yeah. in the second half. I swear to God. I like both of your takes. And on paper, right away, I immediately just want to say Tennessee because it just feels like they should. And by the way, defensively, Tennessee is the fourth mm. best defense the last three weeks. Nice. They've really stepped it up. Perhaps that's just uh, by... Well. The way that the schedule has played out. And Tennessee's four and two against the spread. They've done well for betters. And four and two. Well, here's their okay, their right. opponents. Uh the commanders followed by the who was it? It was somebody Colts. Shit. The Colts and then who was the middle game they played? Whoever it was, it was somebody in a division that stinks. Regardless, it's been some shitty opponents, but they're playing a shitty opponent. So like it the stats hold up. Here's one thing. Tennessee is ranked second to last the last three weeks in passing yards per game. Mm. And I think if this team gets one-dimensional, which they're going to be, and everybody knows that they're one-dimensional. But the passing yards per game doesn't mean anything if they're 122 yards. It doesn't mean anything if they're winning because they're just handing it off to the best running back in the league. So it's irrelevant if they're winning. 
If they're losing and that's happening, when they have to, from behind, throw the ball, yes. But if they're ahead, they're just not going to throw it. It's simple. Yeah, you're not that wrong, but you know what separates the rushing yards on the ground? Houston averaging 118 yards mm. on the Houston ground. Go. Tennessee averaging 123, so five yards difference is you know, Derrick Henry, in my mind, substantially better than five yards a game. To me, this is a problem because Houston could be sneaky. I'm going to ride with the Texans here. Home dog is tasty, too. The home dog. Texans are 5-1 and one against the spread in their last six home games Ooh. versus a team with a winning road record. Odd stat. I'm going to go with the home dog here. The algorithm has... Very close game. Tennessee wins 21.65 to 20.63. So a point of value on the Texans. So, by the way, watch this line because if it drops to one, we may see a change of a pick and it goes to the Titans. So we will use the closing lines at kickoff. We do not game this, so it'll mm -hmm. be closing lines. Washington on the road against the Colts. I'm excited to see Ellinger play. I really, really am. I want to see what this kid is made of. I think, first off, before I tell you the line, I think the fact that they just came out and said Matt Ryan is benched for the rest of the season is the dumbest thing that you could ever say. You have it's no so idea. Dumb. You have no idea. And then... But at the same time, it says you're not the guy. If you're Matt Ryan at this point, just go home and quit, retire, yeah, it, leave. It, that's it, what it tells you. Well, that's what Garoppolo should have done, but he did, and now he's a starter. Like this is so stupid. No, Garoppolo is, so is not Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan is done at the end of his career. <laughs> well, it means that it's clearly not Frank Reich who's making that decision. This is a Colts. This is Jim Ayersay. You think oh, so? One thousand percent. He's such this a This is bozo. a dumbass ownership mandate telling the coach. This is what you're telling them. Ellinger's our QB going forward for the rest of the year, and this and it's out of his hands. Frank Reich is is not that dumb. He's a intelligent guy. He's a good coach. He's not that stupid to ever say anything fucking ridiculous like that. Dude, how annoyed would you be if you gave up a number one draft pick for fucking uh, Wentz? It's crazy. Then whatever you gave up for fucking Matt Ryan. But not only that. What if making those comments? What if Ellinger is? The worst quarterback in the league, and they're still they're still three and three and one. If he comes out and throws four picks and he looks terrible, then you have to go back on what you said and put the other guy back in. Mm. Guys, it's trouble. If you want to hear more mm -hmm. on our full Sunday slate, there you go. Join us over on Patreon, patreoncom cover. It's ten dollars a month. If you think it stinks and you don't make any money, we will click refund and refund you your $10 back. It just got an itchy trigger finger. He's not scared to refund. I will refund the $10. Follow Pete. Follow me. Fade Brad. <laughs> follow the algo. Use the algo to your advantage. You don't have to play every pick, but you should because yeah. over the long term, you win. But you've got multiple ways to win. Join us over on Patreon. We will... We've got everything color-coded by confidence level over mm. there. It is very nice visually. We, I mean, it's, it's got a, I'm, I'm, the, I'm doing some of that visual work. I am not a PowerPoint guy, but we do our best. We've got video on there. We've got audio. Join us over there. 
I'm going to get back to this game. Yeah, yeah go re- for just it. real quick for clarification. We're going to still put out this five pick. You like this five pick? You want the rest of the picks? You find them on Patreon. Go check us out. Let's ride. All right. Colts opened up laying five and a half. That number's down to three. That feels like the perfect line right there, to be honest. Uh, when I look at the tickets here, 66% of the tickets coming in on Washington, 71% of the money coming in on the Commanders. Uh, Ellinger, by the way, both teams three and four against the spread. So uh, kind of a wild line for a new starting quarterback that we don't have any information on. Yeah. Clearly the line movement is indicative of that. I, you know, so that basically said if Matt Ryan was starting, they're two and a half points better, but I don't know. Yeah. He's, you know, he's never taken a snap in the regular season. So we don't know what he's going to be like. I think he's going to be good. Um, just putting that out there. I think, I think, you know what I'm going to compare it to? I think it could be a great thing for the Colts in terms of the game plan and what they try and do. I think it's going to be kind of similar maybe to what you've seen in um, New England with Zappi. It's going to be a lot of let's run the fuck out of the football. We have the best back in the league. Let's really, really simplify it. Let's go play action and hit some kind of wide open post, guys. Let's hit some tight ends. That's kind of going to be the game plan, I think, for Ellinger. They're going to get him out of the pocket a little bit and play action. He can run. We know he can move. Um, However, Heineke is better than Ellinger. That's just a fact. He's a good quarterback. Certainly more experienced. More experienced. He's played in the playoffs before he's won football games i'm gonna take the commanders in here i think three points is crazy against a quarterback who's never played so i'll take the commanders. yeah i like ellinger that he can run he's a thick boy he's got those big tree trunks he's shifty he can run he's built like a linebacker i think that helps man because this they need something they need a spark on that offensive side of the ball in indy i'm with pete though i like uh heineke here and y'all y'all read the text i sent you this week but essentially he gets a $120,000 bonus for every game he wins, and he plays 60% of the game. What he does is the next day he goes to the facility, and he orders a custom pair of J's with the color scheme of the team he beat. That's <laughs> yeah. so fucking gangster. Ever since I heard that, I'm all in on this Heineke kid, especially if they're playing versus a wounded uh, duck in this Indianapolis uh, team. I like the Washington Commanders. Some, he's going to begin some blue and white. Mm-hmm. custom Jordans, with in a, my opinion. With a cartoon horse on the side. Sam Ellinger is a version of Baker Mayfield. He's a 6'1 <laughs> quarterback. He's not, he's not nearly as good. But he's way more athletic. He's faster by a long shot. Yeah, let's see what, he let's, drops a truck stick. Yeah, yeah, let's, he's yeah, let's, yeah. let's see what happens okay. on the field before we come to that conclusion. What I will say, the data does not lie in this respect. The Colts are one of the worst Teams on the ground in an embarrassing, embarrassing 72 yards a game. Mm. The only teams that they're better than, the Rams, Green Bay, and Tampa Bay. If you told me that those were the four worst teams rushing the last three <laughs> weeks, the last three weeks, not for the season, I say last three weeks, I'd say you are absolutely crazy. This team has cannot block on the ground. And if you don't have a running game, it's over for you. Here's the thing. Uh, Washington has got a really decent defense. Very decent. Better than decent. They're only allowing uh, 16.3 points a game. I love Washington here. I think Washington wins Mm. this game outright. I think the wrong team is favored. The algorithm has 
This is the closest what I've ever seen. 19.71 to 19.64. So point, I guess, seven-tenths of a difference that Washington wins this game outright. You're getting uh, three points uh, of value on the Commanders. That'll do it. Join us on Patreon. Yes, Brad, any closing words? The only closing words I got is we'll have this five pick every week. You want the rest of them? Check us out on Patreon. We're going to have the whole thing, including color schemes, because Mitch has got his color codes right. Thank you very much for listening. We'll be back. Cheers. Cheers.